All right, guys, welcome back to the Ohio High School Hoops Around the State podcast. I am back once again with Prep Hoops Ohio's Mike Roth. Um, he had an all-star performance in the Division I ranks, so I decided I would bring him back to look at D2 through D4. Now, let me preface before we start here. Um, Mike and I started into D2 the other night, uh, and then... Uh, some malfunction with the disk space, so we had to stop. And as I looked through it, um, I figured, hey, we'll just start back from the beginning, which gave me a little time to to catch up. Uh, I liked a couple of Mike's picks. Um, I think we were kind of hurrying the other night trying to, because Division One always there's just so many teams that you can talk about. Um, and then you know once you get into D two, D three, D four. Uh, the teams start to lessen as far as contending teams, but um, we'll uh, we'll whip through this. Uh, we'll start with Region Five, which is the Canton region. Um, I like that the OHSA is doing this now. Like they're the last couple of years, they've been numbering the regions like they do in football, um, so it just makes it a whole lot easier to kind of remember who's where. So Region Five will be the Canton region which consists of the Youngstown District, the Stowe District, Ashtabula District, and the Canton District. So really the outlier here um, most of the time is the Youngstown District. Um, top seeds in there would be, uh, in the top half is 16 and 6, the Perry Pirates, and then the one seed, 14 and 8, Cheney. You also have uh, Poland in there, Streetsboro, and, um, and Edgewood. Uh, with pretty solid records. Poland has is, is kind of had its way with this this district over the last 20 years. Um, but, uh, you know, Coach Grisdale retiring, obviously it's a, it's a new era there. But, uh, you know, they're only 14-8 this year. Poland historically wins 20 games almost every year. Uh, this year just a little bit down. So, um, to me, this came down to Perry and Cheney. Cheney's had a really good run since reopening. Um, unfortunately in 2020, they didn't get to finish in the regionals. Um, they're 14 and eight and Perry 16 and six. I am going to, after looking at Perry's schedule, um, it looks like they're playing pretty well lately. Uh, they've lost a couple games here at the end of the season. Um, uh, but I am going to take Perry over Cheney to advance here. Yeah, I would say, uh, those are, uh, the top two teams pretty clearly um actually looking through this district i don't think i've seen anybody in person from this district um watched cheney last year thought they had uh, some intriguing younger pieces so i'll pick them to advance out of this district they got a pretty nice path to the district final as well got the 25 26 and then likely the 9 or 13 seed yeah it's interesting like youngstown like you know most of the time when you're naming like the, the bigger cities in Ohio, it's like, I don't know, you just kind of like forget about it for whatever reason. Um, and, and it's like, um, you know, especially for a lot of people, it, it can be a pretty decent drive uh, to get up there. Uh, and for some parts of the state, there is really no good way to get there. So I uh, didn't want to slight those guys in any way, um, but I'm going to take Perry. Mike's going to go with Cheney. Uh, the Stowe District, um, I was looking at this the other day, and I think the average seed 
uh, in this outside of St. Vincent, St. Mary's was almost like 24 um, in, in this district with St. V. Um, the other teams in the bottom half of the bracket, Medina Buckeye, uh, who's 14 and 7, and, and Lutheran West, who is 16 and 6. And you mentioned a kid the other other day from Lutheran West, a 6'8 junior. Um, if you can pronounce his last name, you are, are much better than me. I, I can I can get the first one, Bubakar. I, I do not know how to pronounce his last name, though. Uh, the spelling on that is D-J-I-G-P. Uh, and I'm assuming... G-O. That, oh, is it? Okay. It's an O at okay. the end, yeah. So I'm guessing the D is silent. Uh, most times it is. But uh, he, he is a kid that you talked about the other night as, as a possible intriguing prospect that you would like to get to see. Um, is that still something you're, you're planning on and trying to get to see uh, some of that district? Uh, so I, I saw him uh, at Sonny Johnson's event against okay. uh, Padua in a good game. Um, so probably maybe try and see him his senior year. Um, Lutheran West also got sophomore guard Derek Faley, who's pretty solid. Um, that potential matchup with Buckeye, uh, Danny Flood might be the leading scorer in all of Northeast Ohio. Um, led his Buckeye Bucks to a 83-78 victory in third place game of the GLC over my Fairview Warriors. <laughs> um, I've had some battles with Buckeye throughout the years. Um, and Danny is, uh, Danny's a really, really talented small school guard, um, pretty tiny, but he can, he can fill it up, and uh, contrary to uh, popular belief, Buckeye also has some other kids that can score the basketball. You uh, you aren't scoring 83 points um, off of just one kid. So, um, yeah, Buckeye is, uh, is a team that plays a more exciting up-and-down brand of basketball than um, maybe some other uh, public schools around their size. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think that Buckeye versus Luther West game, if it happens, um, to get the right to likely play St. Vincent St. Mary in the district final, that could be pretty interesting. But yeah, this is uh, going to be most likely a St. V cakewalk. Yeah, you know, when you look at St. V's, I mean, most of the time, um, even when they have seven, eight losses, they're still um, the front runner um, or, or right there in the mix, top two or three. But when they're 17 and three, when they come in at 17 and three against that schedule that they play, um, it is oftentimes curtains. And um, and I'll be there tonight to see if they can go to 18 and three. Who who are the Irish entertaining tonight? Chris Livingston and Oak Hill Academy. Oh, that is right. Yes, in the yep. uh, in the play by play. Interesting. Yeah, so I will be making the drive up to Canton. Uh, a little over two and a half hours for me from Athens. So excited to get on the road in a couple hours. Yeah, and the uh, Oak Hill Academy uh, kind of an era uh, is coming to an end with Steve Smith retiring. Uh, it's incredible run down there. Uh, I mean, just incredible the amount of, of play, high-level players he's been able to recruit to a place like that. Um, it, it, I mean, it's not like... <laughs> You know, Montverde is not exactly the hardest place in the world to recruit to. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's that's going to be interesting tonight. Uh, be interested to see uh, what kind of um, reaction uh, Livingston gets from the, the home crowd there in Acker, or, you know, in, uh, in Canton tonight. Yeah, and uh, I think 
it's tough for a lot of these national teams to go into Ohio um, and win off these long road trips. Um, I was one of the big people who thought Centerville had a shot to beat SoCal. Um, a lot of people were asking me for, for, we were making spreads before the game and everybody was hovering around like nine to 13 points. And I made the spread like six. Um, so yeah, it's just tough for these schools who have to make these really long drives into Ohio. Um, you're going to be playing against probably a better environment than what Oak Hill is used to. I definitely think SoCal was not really prepared for the amount of fans rooting against them. Um, so that's always interesting when a team has to travel so far. I, I think that was a huge advantage for Spire um, when they kind of ran through the gauntlet of Northeast Ohio. They weren't traveling that far. Um, and also some people like cheering for them because like LaMelo, Rocket Watts, like they had people like cheering for them. Uh, like SoCal, that there wasn't anybody really root for SoCal against Centerville and Dayton. Um, and maybe people will cheer for Chris. I don't think many people are going to be cheering for Oak Hill, um, especially if the game's tight in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, before we move on, I'll say one last thing. I think you're going to get, um, I think you're going to get the best Chris Livingston tonight, um, playing against the premier team in Akron. Um, so I'll be interested to hear what you have to say about that. Um, Ashtabula District. Uh, this is. This is interesting as well. I think there's a lot of good teams in here. Uh, Louisville and West Branch, both familiar with each other in the top half of that bracket. Uh, they're the two and three seed. And then down below, you've got Marlington at 17 and five, Ursuline at 14 and eight, and Struthers 16 and six. Um, good season for Struthers coming off that unbeaten regular season last year. They bounced back with a 16 win. So that's um, that's pretty good. They, they, they're a consistent program up in the Youngstown area. Uh, Louisville is a team that, that is uh, led by a couple of other underclassmen. Uh, Will Ajancic is averaging about 22 points a game. He's a 6'5 junior guard. And then they have a kid named Hayden Nigro uh, is also a, a sophomore for the Leopards. Um, so they, they've got some pieces in place to be very good next year as well. Um, to me, looking at this, I think this is going to come down to Louisville and Marlington. Um, I know Ursuline has is, is played a pretty tough schedule, and they have uh, some talent as well. But I'm going to go with the Leopards to get out of here. Louisville. Give me Louisville. Um, yeah, you know, I'm going to, for the sake of being different, I'll take Ursuline. Um, they have the best player in this uh, district. Uh, and they also got some size, so I think they kind of match up well with Louisville um, to guard uh, Will, because uh, I know he's like 6'5". Um, definitely a player I want to see this summer uh, on the grassroots circuit. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll ride with Ursuline. Uh, Terrence Pankey is a uh, one of the best players to come out of Youngstown in uh, the past couple seasons, and he's just a junior. Yeah, never a bad pick to go with the Irish. Um Last district here in Region 5 is the Canton District. Um, this is uh, CVCA, Cuyahoga Valley Christian Academy, 14 and 7. Uh, you mentioned Padua earlier at three, uh, 13 and 9. That's Brian Hansberry's team. Down in the bottom, you got Talmadge at 15 and 5. Don't know a whole lot about them. Um, and then Glenville is at 9 and 6. They've only played 15 games, and they're a little bit of an unknown to me. Um, as well 
you know, obviously this this uh, district starts with CVCA with uh, Darren Peterson, um, who, you know, I've, I have not seen him in the regular season this year. I've seen quite a bit of him um, outside of high school ball. Uh, he is uh, phenomenal. Um, but, you know, in the tournament, it's, um, you, and you got to be super as a freshman, you know, like a Chris Livingston took booked over the state as a freshman. So um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think this is there for CVCA to take. Uh, I do like this Padawa team as well. Um, but I think I'm going to ride with uh, Peterson. I am going to go with Glenville because okay. they're playing the best basketball out of anybody in this district right now. Um, they beat Rhodes to win the Senate League title, and then also they competed with Mentor, uh, like two days ago, um, ended up losing by like 10 or 12 points at Mentor. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Glenville to get out of this district. Good pick. Um, all right, moving to Region 6 to Bowling Green. Um, this, this is kind of a interesting because you know you, bowling green you get the north ridgeville district so like the the leftover there um in northeast ohio coming over to to bowling green and, leftovers well i mean as far as like you know that's where that's the district i played in oh okay my junior and senior year before they went to you could pick your district in northeast ohio. yeah yeah we were stuck we were stuck in north ridgeville with uh Dwayne cohill and holy name and R.J. Sunahara and Eric Painter at bay. So uh, really great timing uh, for us to make a run when the two best teams in our district had their best players in school history, probably. Absolutely. So at North Ridgeville, I think, um, to me, this looks like we're destined to see a Bookdale-Gilmore district final. I mean, you know, it's a tournament. Anything can happen, but... Bookdale at 16 and 5, Gilmore at 17 and 5. So when you look at, at Bookdale, um, losses to Pickerington Central, Gahanna, Eds, Bishop O'Connell, and South Oak Cliff out of Texas. And then they own wins, a big win over Real Salt Lake out of Utah. And then the other night they knocked Brexville off for their, uh, Bre handing Brexville their first loss. But then when you look at Gilmore, um, their, their, their losses are to Iggy, Brush, uh, Lutheran East, Garfield Heights, and then Walsh Jesuit, who is uh, 20 and 2 as well. Um, Gilmore, uh, led by Ryan Mueller, who's averaging a double double. Uh, Akron Bookdale, I really, really like this team. Um, I think they. they no seniors. Yeah, they mesh very well together. Um, and I'm going to take the Griffs to get out of here over Gilmore in a district final. <laughs> Yeah, I think that Bookdale versus Gilmore game is going to be pretty good if the fans get to see it. Um, maybe a little bit of an underrated game, a potential uh, sectional final, Brookside versus Akron East. Brookside is scoring uh, over 70 points a game, I believe. They were one of the top 15 scoring teams in the state. Um, and they're going to potentially go up against Akron East. I know they have one of the better football prospects in the state, and I know he had a couple 30-plus point games this year. Um, I forget his name right now. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, that Brookside-Akron East game should uh, should be pretty pretty entertaining. 
but yeah, Bookdoll versus Gilmore is, if it happens, likely one of the best Division II district finals in the state, if not the best. A lot of talent on that court, but I will lead with Bookdoll as well. All right, down to uh, <clears throat> the next district there, Millbury District. Uh, you got a lot of teams that are familiar with each other in this district. Tiffin Columbia at 17 and 5, Rossford at 16 and 6, and Sandusky at 17 and 4 in the top half of that bracket. I mean, I mean that is just absolutely uh, a gauntlet there of three teams. And then um, in the bottom, you got Toledo Central Catholic at 17 and 5, the one seed. And, um, you know, when you look at this, Sandusky up in the top has two wins this season over Tiffin Columbia. They've won 12 of 13. They did have a um, interesting loss in that 12 of 13 run was to Clyde. Uh, Clyde is 12 and 10. Um, but they have won 12 of 13. And uh, like I said, two wins over Tiffin Columbia. And then you got Rossford there, who is. Um, definitely capable as well. Um, so I think it's just, it's up in the air who comes out of the top half of that to me. Um, I think Toledo Central Catholic is the favorite in the bottom. Uh, and ultimately, I think Toledo Central Catholic, a little easier path to the district final. I think they're going to win this district. Yeah, you kind of have to take Toledo Central Catholic to win just because their path is going to be so much easier than everybody else. I think I'm going to go with Rossford to make it to the district final, though. They got the Morrison brothers, uh, Ben committed to Findlay, and also Derek Borst, finally healthy. Yep. Uh, one of the better big men in that 2023 class. Uh, so that'll be interesting, especially if they end up going against uh, Sandusky, uh, if they can get past Tiffin Columbians. So... Yeah, it's it's probably going to be Toledo Central Catholic. They look like they're not going to be pushed until that district final. This got me thinking. Let me ask you that: what your thoughts are on this. So in some of these districts, like, you know, they vote the seeds, and then, you know, you can go wherever you want on the bracket. Do you like that, or would you rather see the seeding and then the, the typical tournament format where – if it's you know one through one to one and sixteen, two and fifteen, do you like that you can pick where you can go on the bracket, or do you think they should just be placed up there once they're seated? I like that you can pick, but I would make it required for the one and two seeds to take a bye. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that would be the only thing because I hate watching yeah. a number one seed knock off the. 11 seed and 10 seed in their district by like 40 points. Like, yeah. I know that the number one seed wants to get like some of the bench players to play and you get an extra home game out of it so you can bring out the fans. Um, but also, I don't think it's really fair to like the 10 or 11 seeds, like maybe let the 10 seed play the 11 seed. So then the 10 seed gets a home playoff game. Um, and then the one seed can just advance against whoever wins that game. Um, so yeah, that would probably be the only thing. I know it's a much bigger problem than girls basketball. I, I see like Afrocentric winning yeah. by like 70 the first two rounds. Um, it's not as bad in boys. Um, so yeah. All right. So moving down to Ada, 
talk about a talk about a district where these teams know each other. Uh, in the top half, you've got two Western Buckeye League teams in St. Mary's, fourteen and seven, and Van Wert at sixteen and six. In the bottom half, the one seed, another Western Buckeye team, uh, fifteen and six, Defiance, uh, and then. The third seed is Wapakoneta at 15 and 7, and then uh, and then Lima Shawnee, the three seed at 15 and 7 as well. You also have Wasion and Napoleon in this district. Um, I was looking at this, and boy, it's just it's so hard to pick um, the winner of this district. I mean, you can make a case uh, for at least four teams, in my opinion. The one team that I was focused on is Van Wert. Uh, Van Wert has six losses this year, all by six points or fewer. Um, ben Lodick's team has a, a nice win over um, Wayne Trace. And then um, they've won seven straight games. And then a kid that, um, I mean, you've probably heard of the kid, but just kind of came out of nowhere, uh, especially took over the, the quarterback ranks this year at Van Wert, Aiden Pratt, 6'4", junior, uh, having a phenomenal basketball season as well. Uh, for the Cougars, and for some reason, um, I'm going to go with Van Wert to get out of this district. I just like the way they're playing right now. Uh, does not surprise me in the slightest that you took Van Wert. Uh, that's just that screams Stubbs pick. You know, a lot <laughs> of kids, a lot of kids who play football, they had a good football season. Um, but you know, looking at their football schedule, you know who their one loss was in the regular season. Trying to think here. Well, they lost in the. Uh, they likely they... play them in the district semis. Did they lose to Shawnee? St. Mary's Memorial. Oh, St. Mary's Memorial. Oh, in the semi. Okay, yeah, St. Mary's Memorial. Yep. So I will. I will ride with Austin Parks. Maybe St. Mary's got some sort of mental edge going into that game against. Uh, I'm sure. A, decent amount of the kids on both sides played in that football game so yeah uh i'll take the guy committed to ohio state and the bit of a mental edge after that football win uh go at st mary's yeah i think it's crazy i mean you look in the bottom like shawnee could definitely win this district as well uh and then mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the one seed is defiance um who has had a very good season as well and none of those teams won the western buckeye league uh, and we'll talk about that team uh, here in a little bit. The last district at Bowling Green, uh, Ashland, I think you have uh, the top seed or the two seed Shelby at 19 and three. And then the, the one seed at the bottom of this uh, Huron at 18 and two. Shelby has won 10 straight games. Um, you look at Huron, their two losses uh, by a total of three, three points. Um, they are a very, Huron is a very small Division II school. They've bounced back and forth between two and three. Um, head coach Bobby James' team is 18 and two. And that could be um, an issue against the Shelby, the fact that there are some Division Four and three teams in their uh, part of the Sandusky Bay Conference. Um, I like Shelby here. What say you? Uh, I also like Shelby. Um, I do like the Dylan Holler kid um, at Huron. 
but it is a good point that most of their league are Division Three and Division Four schools. Uh, I'd like this Huron squad a lot more in Division Three, but I mean Division Three in Northwest Ohio is uh, probably the furthest thing from a cakewalk you can get. All right, so moving on to Region Seven, the Mike Roth region down in Athens. <laughs> this is your district. <laughs> My district, your region, though. Yeah. Um, so starting off here, we got the East District. Um, Top seed is New Philly at 15 and 7. They have struggled down the stretch. Um, Tri Valley is the two seed in the bottom at 17 and 5. And East Liverpool, the three seed at 17 and 4. You also have some teams that are uh, playing pretty good basketball Indian Valley at 5, Meadowbrook uh, 19 and 3 um, at the four seed. West Holmes plays a tough schedule in the uh, Ohio Cardinal Conference. And then a hot team right now is Maysville, led by junior Hayden Jarrett. Um, this is interesting because New Philly has not lost to an East District team outside of Dover, uh, who they split with. And East Liverpool has only lost to one Ohio team, which happened to be New Philly early in the season. Um, boy, there's probably four, five teams that could advance here. Um Jake Singleton at Meadowbrook is a really talented player. He's been around for a long time. Um, I don't like the way New Philly is playing uh, at the end of the season, but the teams they've lost to, um, I was a bit surprised by the, the Vincent Warren loss. Um, I know they're very well coached, but uh, I thought Philly had more talent. Um, man, I still am going to ride with Philly. I, I think this is going to come back to bite me, but I'm going to ride with New Philly. I think you make a good point. I think any of the top four seeds could win. Um, Meadowbrook with Singleton, you know, he's probably one of the best scorers in this uh, district alongside Ryan McCourt from your St. Clairsville Red Devils. Um, New Philly has the best win out of anybody in this district uh, with that win over Dover. Um, Tri-Valley, you're speaking of teams not playing well right now. I know Tri-Valley's had a couple rough games uh, in the past couple weeks. Um, and then, yeah, East Liverpool, I'm not familiar with their schedule. Do they play a decent amount of, uh, like, Pennsylvania or West Virginia schools? Is that why they've only lost one game to teams in Ohio? Yeah, you know, they they, they, they border up there in that PA, yeah. and then they're mm -hmm. pretty close to, uh, or Midland PA, uh, where they've gotten several kids over the years. But um, they, they, uh, they're they a tough matchup. They've, they've got some size. Um they beat St. Clairsville twice. They could play them again a third time. Um, and then Tri-Valley, I think, you know, they play in the MVL, which is a little bit down this year, um, but uh, they're also a pretty solid team. And then I don't think Meadowbrook's schedule has been very good this year. They play in the smaller division of the uh, MVL. Uh, so I think their record at 19-3 and three is a little inflated. Um compared to the teams they've had over the last three or four years. Yeah, was it Meadowbrook who almost lost to Cambridge? Yes. Yeah, and yeah. they're getting them around one. That's a four versus 16 seed. Yeah. Uh, I know it's a rivalry game, but still. Um, so, yeah, I, I'll i go with East Liverpool. That ain't a bad pick. Um, like I said, I think Philly will come back to bite me, but um, uh, I'm going to go with them. Um, the next district is the Columbus 1 district, and it, 
as I was analyzing this a little closer, uh, and this comes down to like your your theory on do I want to go where it's going to be much more difficult to win the district but easier to win the regional? Or do I want to go somewhere where it's going to be easier to win the district and harder to win the regional? Um, and I think that's the case here because you have um, Beechcroft as the one seed in this district. You have Buckeye Valley at 18 and 3, who's the two seed. Heath is 19 and 3 and got the seven seed. And then you also have in this in this district, you have Eastmore, the sales, who I know is only 10 and 11, um, but the way they play, uh, you know, in the CCL um, is, is always capable of beating somebody that they shouldn't. And then Columbus South is also in this district. So there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of teams that are going to make this interesting. Um, Heath has won 15 out of 16. They're playing very well right now. They had a win over Reynoldsburg last week. Um, and then you got Buckeye Valley with a with a, that that uh, trio of Thompson, Osborne, and Scowden, uh, who's kind of flying under the radar a little bit. Uh, Beechcroft just lost in the city championship to Afrocentric. I believe you were at that game. Um, man. And again, when we recorded this the other day, I, I applauded you for your pick on Heath. And I think, I just think Heath's experience uh, with Huber and um, Williams and McLaughlin, I think those guys have been around so long. Um, I am going to take Heath to win this district. So Heath was voted in the Columbus uh, districts, the seventh seed. Yeah. Martin RPI is far from perfect. Where do you think Heath ranked in the state in Division Two on Martin RPI? I'm not sure. Sixth. So seventh seed in the district, sixth RPI in the state. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, interesting. Yeah. Um, I know I would have voted them ahead of Jonathan Alder. Lynn and McKinley beat them head-to-head, -head, so I get why. Yeah, Jonathan Alder was the only team that beat them in that 15-16 and 16 run, so I, I I, guess I can see that. I guess they lost head-to-head to, -head to yeah. like teams that were voted above them. I definitely would have them above Watterson. Um, so I guess it's weird with Heath, the way they were seated, because their wins are against, like, teams they're not directly voting against. Mm -hmm. And what were their three losses? Linden, Alder, and... Let me try and pull up their last one. Yeah, I mean, it. it it's interesting. Um, you know, and then you have you have Beechcroft. Oh, Reedy. Reedy, yeah, I was Reedy. there. Yeah, and that was a great Beechcroft game. at one, so... Yeah, I'm gonna go with Heath as well. Um, they're playing really well. That win over Reynoldsburg um, is really as good <clears throat> as anybody in this district has. Uh, they beat the Sales in overtime on neutral court. Um, beat Wadsworth pretty good. Um, unbeaten in the Lincoln County League, which isn't as good as it usually is, but still pretty impressive. 
All right. So the next two districts are the the southeast district. Uh, so southeast two, you've got uh, Greenfield McLean. That's the two seed. You've got uh, Gallia in the bottom as the three seed, and then you've got the six seed Sheridan at sixteen and six. And I am going to take Sheridan to win this district. Wow! Wow! Interesting. I think the McLean Courthouse game is the district final. I don't know why I felt like Courthouse got beat. Uh, they beat Unioto pretty good. Oh, Uni that's um, who I was thinking, Unioto, yep. Not a, not a team I'm used to getting beat in the first round, Unioto. No, no. Um, Courthouse, you know, they got Tanner LeMaster, uh, one of the best football tight ends in the state. Mm -hmm. uh, they got a point guard, Rico Coulter, uh, who played at Thurgood Marshall and Trotwood, I believe. They're tough. Um, but then you look at McLean, they won the first game pretty handily without LeMaster. Uh, and then they won the second game really close. I believe that game was at McLean. Um, this one's going to be at a neutral site uh, in Chillicothe. I think it's going to be a raucous atmosphere. Um, game's on the 26th. So is that Saturday? That is Saturday. Um, I'm very excited for this game. Um, another thing, that district final is at Chillicothe. That's a lot further for both Gallia and Sheridan to go. That is for McLean or Washington Courthouse. Um, so I'm going to lean Courthouse, but I think the winner of the McLean Courthouse game is your district champ. Okay. All right, and then in the bottom, the bottom piece here, we've got 17 and 4 Waverly as the one seed, um, and then some other teams that, uh, well, there's only four teams left. Um, I like Warren uh, at 16 and 6 as the eight seed, and then you got Logan Elm uh, in the lower half there at 14 and 5. Um, Waverly is uh, obviously come off a late season loss to Colonel Crawford um, up at Smithville's. I don't really, I don't know how much Waverly uh, was just defended uh, very well in that game. Colonel Crawford really deed them up uh, and made it very difficult for them And uh, that night. I still like Waverly to win this district, um, but I think I would not be surprised if, if Warren um, pulled a shocker. Uh, yeah, I, I, again, I think that Waverly-Warren game is the district final. Um, really not sure how Fairfield Union was voted ahead of Sheridan. Uh, I know I kind of questioned the coaches' seating there. Sher Sheridan beat Fairfield Union by 20, and they had, like, the same record. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> um, and then fifth-seeded Fairfield Union loses at home to 12th seeded Jackson in the first round. Like, come on. Um, so Logan Elm kind of catches a break there. Um, Tanner Holbert's a pretty solid um, junior guard for Logan Elm, but yeah, this is Waverly's to lose. Uh, Warren does have a solid senior, Braden Salee. Um, he uh, is kind of bridging the gap because Warren has a bit of a younger team than they've had in the past couple seasons, and he's like that one senior piece um, alongside a head coach who's been doing it a long time. Um, so I think Waverly, Waverly cruises in this district. 
um, they got a really solid team and a lot of experience. Yeah, some really good coaching in that district with uh, Maddox at Warren and Stiverson at Logan Elm and uh, Robertson down there at Waverly. Um, should be interesting. All right, moving on to Region 8. This is Vandalia. Um, ironically, the first team in the district, or the first district, is the Columbus 2 district. Um, and this is a very, um, there's a lot of parity here uh, to me. Bloom Carroll at 20 and 2 is the three seed. Um, Linden, the four seed at 15 and 7. Jonathan Alder, the five seed at 15 and 6. And Watterson, the six seed at 12 and 8. So, Seeds one and two run to the district that sends them to Athens. The next four seeds all go to uh, Columbus 2 district, which is heading to Vandalia. Um, you got Bloom Carroll's two, lo or, yeah, two losses is about three points to Mount Lebanon out of PA and three by three to Linden. Um, then we look at Jonathan Alder. They lost a lot of close games this year, uh, a ton of close games. Um, I think you could make a case for four teams to win this district. I am going to ride with history here and take Bishop Watterson to win this district. I think um, they have an unbelievable tournament coach, uh, and I think they are going to win this district. I expected you to take Bishop Watterson. I like Bishop Watterson to make it to the district final. I'm going to go with Bloom Carroll. Uh, their kids have been winners yeah. in every sport. So picking them to win a district, I'm more than comfortable doing that. Yeah, there's no doubt that those kids have done a lot of winning in a lot of sports. Um, all right, so the next three districts in this region are all from the Southwest. So the Southwest three... Um, you've got Hamilton Ross, you've got Cincinnati, Wyoming, and Batavia. Those are the four, five, and six. Um, of course, these are two sectionals. Um, Cincinnati McNick is the sixth seed in the top half. Um, they are nine and 13, um, but they do play in the GCL co-ed. And then the one seed, uh, is 19 and two alter. Alters two losses at Fairmont and to Providence Day out of North Carolina. They've won th 13 straight, uh, and they have not lost a game in 2022. Give me the Alter Knights. Yeah, easily. Uh, Alters the favorite in this district. Um, somebody to watch out for in the top side of this uh, district is Mason Weisbrot at Batavia, uh, 6'8 center. Um, he started off the year really strong. Um kind of ending the year slow you know he had mm -hmm. 11 10 8 and 10 points in four straight games um those are his, his four lowest scoring outputs of the whole season um but in their first round against hughes he had 22 points um he's had 39 against madeira in a, a one point victory he had 29 against western brown in a loss 28 against milford in a close win 26 against mount healthy um so I think that he could maybe carry Batavia to the district final um, and is one of the top available uh, 2022 big men prospects. Um, kid who doesn't get a lot of love because he's in sort of a weird area of the state where it's so far east of Cincinnati 
um, but also it's not in that Southeast district. Um, so he kind of gets forgotten about, but um, that conference has produced some pretty good players uh, like Skylar Schmidt as well in recent years. So um, yeah, just a kid uh, who should be getting maybe a little bit more publicity than he does right now. All right. So the Southwest <laughs> two district, uh, you've got the seven seed Trotwood at 10 and seven. Um, the three seed Roger Bacon, who is now in the Miami Valley Conference, um, they are 15 and 6. You also have Dayton Carroll at 13 and 9. Two seed is Taylor at 18 and 4. And then New Richmond at 15 and 6. Um, I think Taylor is an interesting team. Danny Austin averaging 20 points a game. Um, they've kind of went under the radar a little bit with that 18 and 4 record. They're in that, uh, if I'm thinking correctly, I'm pretty sure they're in the Cincinnati Hills League. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going with Trotwood here. Uh, yep. I'm going to take Trotwood. Uh, I like the Rams. Rocky definitely can win in the tournament. Um, he's got a state title under his belt, I think. Um, I think the Rams are going to win this district. Yeah, I would roll with them as well. Now, I Boston think, is a very good player for Taylor, though. I think the, the 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 next district is the best district in in Southwest Ohio. Um, By a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it is. A lot, a lot. Yeah. Like, did somebody mess up? Yeah, like, I mean, did, did got, this Dayton region think that Woodward was in another district? Because that's what it seems like. Like, it would make sense if Oakwood, CJ, and Dunbar all wanted to line up against Taylor. Yes. But instead, they're all lining up against Woodward. Like, I don't know how it works with the Cincinnati-Dayton, like, who picks to go where. Yeah. And, like, how you communicate, like, oh, Centerville is here, so Cincinnati schools, you want to run from there? Because this seems like somebody messed up, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you got... Uh... The top half, you have uh, the three seed Dayton CJ, uh, uh, fourteen and seven last year's state uh, semifinalist. You've got Dayton Oakwood at nineteen and three, and then the bottom you have Cincinnati's one seed uh, Woodward with Paul McMillan down there eighteen and three. But you also have Dunbar in this district at fourteen and six. You got Tip City at sixteen and five. Um, you know, when you look at this, you know, Woodward's three losses are to uh, Pick Central at Dunbar and at Alder. And then um, Oakwood's losses are to Alter, Afrocentric, and then recently at Franklin, um, who, who is a really solid team. I, I don't know. I mean, Woodward has had so much trouble with McMillan getting out of the sectional. Um in recent years but I think the time is now and I think the Bulldogs are going to return to the regional yeah um, don't want to spoil too much I really want to see Woodward versus Alter in a regional final I hope we get it I'm gonna be picking Woodward in this district all right, so that wraps up Division Two. Now, I will ask you this as a 
as we move on to division three. So here's my here's my question for you in division two. So St. Vincent, St. Mary's, um, I think, you know, obviously the odds on favorite to win the state. Do they have a game in this state in this tournament this year that is closer than 12 points? Yes. Yes? Yes. I'm pretty sure they didn't last year. All right, so. All right, I'll write that down. I would wager closer than eight. Closer than eight? Yeah, you asked 12. Yeah. So that's what I'm going with. But you could get me all the way down to eight, and I'd say yes. Okay. All right. Man, they ran through Northeast Ohio. <laughs> they won at Brush, at Lutheran East, at St. Ed's in a five-day span, all by eight points or more. Yeah. Wow. Be interesting. Tonight's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. All right, so Division Three, Region 9 is the Canton region. Um you have the Salem District. Uh, the one seed here is New Middletown Springfield at 21-1. and one. They couldn't quite pull off the undefeated season. They lose by a point to LeBray to end their season, uh, to end their regular season. Um, then you got Liberty at 15-6, and six, Mooney at 13-9, and nine, and Garrettsville Garfield at 13-9. and nine. Um, New Middletown Springfield has wins over Poland, and Ursland, and then the one-point loss to LeBray. Um, kind of like you mentioned before with Bloom Carroll, New Middletown Springfield has a lot of kids that have done a lot of winning in three different sports. Uh, you know, led by Bo Brungart, who has just been an absolute beast, um, especially on the football field. And, um, you know, I toyed around with taking Mooney, um, but I'm going to go with New Middletown Springfield. Stubbs taking the program that's also good at football. <laughs> Classic. Uh, yeah, I'll ride with uh, New Middletown Springfield. I actually watched them last year uh, when they ended. I believe they played the Lutheran East, a game I saw them. Uh, it was in the regional semis. Uh, but Brumgard is a very, very good football player. Um and they've done a lot of winning, like you mentioned, so I'll pick them. All right, so the Warren District, uh, you have Jefferson area at 15 and 6. LaBray at 15 and 4 is the 6 seed. Campbell Memorial at 21 and 1 is the 2 seed. Uh, 9 seed is Ravenna Southeast. One thing that I found very, very interesting when I was looking at this district Campbell Memorial only loss is to uh, a four-point loss to Lowellville. Uh, they've won 17 straight games. Now, this stat right here is mind-boggling. Last year, Campbell Memorial was 3-21. and The last five years, they've been 27-92. and This year, they're 21-1. and um, It has helped that Kevin Moore returned from Bookdale. Um, he's averaging 20 points a game. And then Xavion Leonard, 14 points a game, um, returned from Youngstown East. 
Both of these guys grew up in the Campbell system and then went elsewhere for a while. Kevin Moore also has a brother on the team, Kayvon. Um, but just an incredible turnaround uh, at 21-1 and one after a 3-21 and 21 a year ago. I'm going to go with Campbell Memorial because they are also the Red Devils. All right, Pitt St. Clairsville bias out there. Um, yeah, I'm going to ride with Campbell as well. Uh, they can really score the basketball. Um, I think they're the best. I think they should make the regional final um, in this region. I think they're better than anybody in the Salem district too. Um, the Kevin Moore kid is a kid that I didn't know a whole lot about. I watched some highlights, and he's pretty good. Um, now that you say that name, I actually do remember him yeah. from Bucktoll. I, yeah. no, I, I actually thought he graduated. All right, so Maple Heights, um, you've got the Lou, <coughs> Lutheran East, the defending state champs at 11 and 9. Kind of just been up and down. They, they play a pretty, pretty tough schedule. you got Columbia Station at 16 and 6. Um, and then some other teams in here, Waynedale, um, Smithville, um, 14 and 7. Smithville has a nice win on the season. I think they beat, I'm trying to remember who they beat. They had a, they had a good win um, this year. And then Canton Central Catholic is also in here. Um, I don't see any reason why I'm not going to take the Lou to get out of here. Yeah, uh, kind of up and down is a bit of an understatement yeah. for the Lou. Um, but did you notice what everybody did in this double district? Absolutely. They all went elsewhere. Yeah. So even though the Lou has been as up and down as any team in the state, nobody wants to play them, and that's for good reason. So, yeah, the Lou should have no trouble. Yeah, they, they typically do much better in the transfer portal than most teams in this region. <laughs> um, and they had to— Trinity might be making a run for their money soon. They had to, uh, they had to reload in the portal after— uh, a mass exodus of seniors last year. Um, and looks like that, that they're obviously the favorite here in the district. Um, well, you know, as often as they go to the transfer portal, they missed out on a uh, very talented freshman that they were expecting to be there. So, yeah, they'll have doesn't to always go their way. Yeah. It's a story for another day. Um, the Wooster district. Uh, and I knew oh, this yeah. this would bring a smile to your face. We've got the Creston Norwayne Bobcats at twenty and two. Um, in the bottom half of this bracket, we've got Fairview at sixteen and six. Um, we also have uh, Illyria Catholic, Oberlin, Manchester, and Tuslaw in this. Um, Norwayne um, has quite a trio there in uh, Portis, Rupp, and Han. Averaging 51 points per game uh, combined. And then Fairview, you look at them, four losses by five points or less. Whoa. Um, I am going to go with the Bobcats of Norway uh, here. Um, I like the, the, the trio um, at 51 points per game. I think they are going to advance. I believe they are one of the teams that beat Dalton this year, if I'm not sure. Sh- uh, they split. They split. Yeah, they were one of the. Te- I knew they were one of Dalton's losses. Um, so I'm going to go with Norway. Is Smithville? What? What? 
district region is Smithville. Uh, they are they are with they're in Maple Heights with gotcha. the, the Lou. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I think Fairview is the second best team in this district. Um, but it'd be rude not to pick your home school to advance out of a district when there's like a very plausible chance that happens. Um, Fairview has the best win out of anybody in this district, I'd venture to guess. Um, over Westlake, who's like 20 and 2, Division mm -hmm. 1 school. So, yeah. Let's go with the, the Warriors. A lot of, lot of intimidating size on that Fairview team. You don't want to see their starting lineup <laughs> of a 5-6 point guard, a 5-9 shooting guard, a 5-11 small forward, and a 6-foot-1 power forward. Strike fear. Well, if they're the if they're the second best team, I mean, you gotta you gotta go with them. In March Madness, you always pick your uh, your favorite team to win one more game than they should. I think they should make a district final, so I guess I'll pick them to win a district final. Yeah, I mean, the way St. Clairsville ended their season, um, it was really hard for me to pick them to, uh, especially with you know that that district. There, there's so much parody in that district and the way they ended i just i couldn't i couldn't do anything with them sorry ryan um now moving, i don't think i'm being too much of a homer like for no 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 like the, don't know what fairview like is like, they're in the mix yeah they score a lot of points like people like neutral basketball observers would enjoy watching fairview um even if their starting lineup does look like um the men or jv team <laughs> Um, region 10, uh, Bowling Green. They also, also, I will say this yeah. about Fairview. I hate to cut you off. They almost beat Toledo Central Catholic on neutral. I did. I saw that. It was like a five, it was a yes. five point game, right? Yes. And it was not like an accidental five point game. Like it was an eight point game going into the fourth quarter, a five point game with like two and a half minutes to go. Like it was competitive for 32 minutes. Um, so yeah, let's go. Let's go Warriors. All right. Um, Bowling Green, uh, to me, and I don't even think it's close. Uh, no. This region is is, is stacked. Um, the Toledo District, uh, you have Eastwood at 19 and 3. You got Swanton at 20 and 2. Archbold at 15 and 7. Uh, then you've got Oak, um, Ottawa Hills, Evergreen, Stritch, and Genoa area. Um, this was a tough district for me to to pick. Um, you know, this is a district that Archbold has ruled uh, for for a long time. Um, but you know, Swanton is in that same conference with them. Um, they're at twenty and two this year. But uh, I I'm going to go with Eastwood. I'm going to go at Eastwood at nineteen and three to advance to the to the region. Yeah, I'm going to go with Swanton. Uh, really improved team this year. You know, they seem like they're playing good basketball, been very consistent, only two losses. So I will go with them to make it out. All right, the Lima District. Um, man, um, you've got 19-2 and two, Ottawa Glandorf here, who was in the state semis last year, lost to Lutheran East. Um, did lose some quality seniors off that team, but obviously they have the stud back and the sophomore and Colin White. And at Ottawa Glandorf, 
it's just a revolving door. Um, you know, they're one of the few places where they bring, like, they have guys in waiting on the JV team. Um, they do a really great job. That program from top to bottom, from kindergarten to, you know, seniors, it's just an incredible program. Tyson McLaughlin has just kept it going. Um, he is a Titan graduate. Um, and then in the bottom half, though, man, you got a really good team uh, out of the Green Meadows there and Wayne Trace at 20-2. and two. Um, They've got a really good sophomore at Wayne Trace. And then you've got some 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 sleepers there. you got Liberty Benton. Uh, LCC plays a tough schedule. Uh, you've got 20-2 and two Bluffton. I think the Northwest Conference was down this year, though. Um, and then a team that you can't sleep on out of the Western Buckeye League is, is Lima Bath. Um, they're the seven seed. Um, my guy at Botkins left Botkins after winning the state to take that job at, at Bath. Uh, obviously, the Western Buckeye League is a tough conference. But uh, I'm going to go Ottawa-Glandorf to get out of here. I think they're going to play Wayne Trace in a great district final. Yeah, you got to go with Ottawa-Glandorf. Um, you know, outside of, like, the inner cities um, in, like, Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati, I feel like the Lima-Ottawa-Findlay area is, like, the only other areas in the whole state where basketball is more important than football. Yeah. Um and I think that is a major advantage to why OG is just able to churn out year after year um, just a revolving door without needing, like, a lot of transfers or, like, move-ins to uh, help them out. So, yeah, OG runs one of the best uh, programs in the state. So, yeah, picking them to win a district. All right, the Brotherly Love District, uh, the Norwalk District. You've got 22-0 and 0 Colonel Crawford in the top half. You've gotten, you got 20-1 and 1 Western Reserve in the bottom half. Colonel Crawford, um, so you've got the brothers Dave and Chris Sheldon. Obviously, their father was an unbelievable coach as well. Um, and then the team that sp- played spoiler to this game last year was Willard. Uh, they knocked Colonel Crawford off in emphatic fashion and ended up playing Western Reserve in the district final. Um, you also have Elmwood and Oak Harbor in this district. I just think, like, I think Western Reserve is really, really well coached. I think their record is a little bit better than, than they are. Um, they lost recently to Tiffin Calvert, who's undefeated, um, a Division Four team. But they lost a ton of talent with Rollinson off that team last year. I think Colonel Crawford um, is so good on defense. Uh, and then they have some talented kids as well. Uh, Mason Studer, maybe the most valuable player uh, on that team. Uh, Carter Valentine. Uh, I'm going to go with Colonel Crawford here. Uh, Western Reserve doing this would be like the equivalent of Colonel Crawford next year after losing Studer and Valentine and going 20 and one. Yeah. It's, like, a, it's impressive. Cause they had, they had another kid, John Scrata, who was six, four and averaged at least 18 points. Yeah. A game I like that kid Rollins. as well. So to lose both of them, I think 
that the Western Reserve coach should be up for Division Three Coach of the Year. Correct. But there is no way um, that a public school like that can lose that two t- those two talented kids and have me believe that they're going to beat Colonel Crawford in a district final. I hate Colonel Crawford's schedule. Um, they just do not play very many competitive teams, and I really wish they did this year. Um because if you look at it, I don't even know, outside of Waverly, how many teams they played that even won 16 games. And I don't know if they played more than one team outside of Waverly that was Division Two or Division One. I. I don't think they played any Division One schools and maybe another one or two Division Two schools. So I don't know. I think that's going to come back to bite them, even though they might be the best team in this whole region. They just haven't seen anybody. Like... You go through their schedule, it's not not comparable to what OG plays, what some of the other Division Three powerhouses play. Um, it's like my second best win. I, I don't really know. Ontario. Yeah, it will, it will be interesting to see um, if that becomes a factor. Um, no Mohawk doubt. Mohawk was the second best team in their league at 16-6. No doubt a really good team. Um, so, oh, yes. I Carter Valentine is stud. Really like Mason's. Yeah. Duder as well. Did to Waverly was super impressive. But if that's one of like two games you really got to get up for all year, it's a lot easier to do that. You know, Waverly, their conference was tough. They played Newark on a neutral. Upper Arlington came down there. They traveled a lot further for that game. Um, it's just a lot bigger recipe for things to go poorly than with Colonel Crawford, where they were like, hey, we can kind of take these this week and a half off, get ready for this game on a Sunday and be fine. I don't know. All right, so the last district here, the Columbus 1 district, you've got 18 and 4 North Union as the 4 seed in the bottom, you've got Harvest Prep at 16 and 3. You also have 19 and 3 Centerburg, you have Johnstown and you have Columbus Academy. Uh, I am going to go with the Warriors of Harvest Prep to win this district and coach David Dennis. Yep. There uh, were three teams head and shoulders above the rest in Columbus Division Three. The other two uh, decided to take the chance at getting free DP down in Athens, so this allows Harvest Prep a relatively easy path. Um, however, North Union should give them a solid game. North Union's been one of the better um, public Division Three schools Um in central ohio recently all right so i'll ask you this while i got while we're talking about this because it's one of the questions i had region 10 bowling green or the field in division three field because with field because bowling green only one of those schools can make it like if you hypothetically could send like og or colonel crawford to like the canton region so then maybe you could get two of them. I would take them. However, they're all going to 
knock themselves out and then one champion's going to come out and they're going to have a shot. But if you're giving me like Colonel Crawford, Harvest Prep or OG, one of those against um who would they play in the semis? What region? It is What region are they playing? They play region 11, so they would have to go through likely Reedy or either Reedy, Afrocentric or Minford and then in the title game, beat Lutheran East or Taft. Um, yeah, I'll go with the the field. But Region 10 is by far the toughest. It's just they're all going to knock each other out. All right, so we're going to the field there. All right, Region 11, speaking of. Um, whew, yeah. Your favorite team. Yeah, when I, was going, when I was going through this region, oh, my. Um East District Division Three is down. Um, the one seed is Garraway at seventeen and four. Um, Tusky Valley, who Garraway has beat twice this year, is fifteen and seven. You also have Ridgewood at thirteen and nine, uh, who who would probably be a lot better than that um, if Tingle would have been healthy all season. You also have West Muskingum. Harrison Central, who is tough to game plan for. Um, and then Morgan, uh, out of the MVLs, 9 and 13. Um, I'm going to go with Garraway here, 17 and 4. Give me the Pirates to advance. How healthy is Tingle? I'm going to guess he's not 100%. Okay, I'll go with Garraway. It's a good question to ask, though, because I think if he is healthy, I think they are. The, yeah. I think they're the favorite, mm -hmm. um, and they still may win it anyway. Uh, all right, Southeast one, we've got. Oh yeah, baby. We've got Minford at seventeen and four. Um, we've got Zane Trace at fifteen and five. We have the Peak, Chesapeake, and then we have um, Wheelersburg at the eight seed at ten and eleven. Um, you're pretty high on Memford. Um, they have a really talented freshman down there at Memford. Um, it, just to be, I'm going to throw a curveball here, and and, and I'm going to take, um, I am going to take Zane Trace to win the district. Huh. Um, I like Memford a lot. Uh, they also got senior Trenton Zimmerman, I believe is his name. Um, he's a double-double machine. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to be seeing Minford in a regional final. Yeah. The, the one team that just always pops off the page, no matter what the record is, is Wheelersburg, just because of the the history and the dominance they've had um, down in Southeast yeah, Ohio. They lost their dudes, though, yeah. from last year. Their just, team last year was really, really good. I just figured they might be able to muck it up and make, ironically, make it I've ugly. seen Wheelersburg twice this year, um, and it is nowhere close okay. to what it was. Um, and like, look at their conference record. Um, basketball schedule. I'm looking this up right now. Um, this is not an indictment on Wheelersburg. This is me hyping up the rest of the league. Uh, Max Preps has Wheelersburg at six and nine in conference. 
Uh, Waverly was 15 and one, Minford 11 and three, Lucasville Valley 12 and four, South Webster 10 and seven, uh, Portsmouth West 7 and 10. Like that league was tough. Yeah. This year. Very tough. All right. So the Southeast two is definitely going to be uh, pretty competitive. You got Fairland at 17 and five. You got Eastern Brown at 15 and six, and then South Point at 12 and eight. Um, man, I went back and forth with this Fairland Eastern Brown possibility of a district final, uh, saying that nobody plays spoiler to that game happening. Um, I like I like the two kids at Eastern Brown. Um, and when they're healthy, I like Fairland's pedigree more. Um, give me the Dragons here in the Southeast too. Um, so Fairland really gets hurt by losing Ethan Taylor. He was only eligible for the first 11 games of the year, Mm -hmm. um, transferring in from Cabell Midland in West Virginia. Correct. He was originally at Chesapeake and Cabell Midland as a junior. That's a big loss. It is. And Eastern Brown... Um, I know Luke Garrett had some sort of sickness uh, over winter break. They lost a game that they shouldn't have. And now Trent Hundley is a little banged up. They only won by one point against North Adams. If Eastern Brown's fully healthy, I want to pick them, but I don't even know if they get past South Point. And then South Point Fairland. South Point beat Fairland twice, which almost makes me want to pick Fairland. Because how often does a worse team beat a better team three times in a season? <laughs> Not often. No. And Fairland, Fairland won the league outright despite losing twice to the second best team in the league, which just shows how much more consistent they were against everybody else than South Point. So I'm going to go with Fairland. However, if Hundley and Garrett are 100%, I think they would do it. I'm just not sure about that. I think their one-point win in the sectional final tells me that they're not. All right, so we're both going to go with Fairland there. And then the Columbus 2 district, uh, both of the top two seeds ran to this bracket. Uh, Afrocentric at 17-5, and five, uh, led by Dan Wagner and Dan Swain. Uh, and then Bishop Reedy at 18-3. and three. I... Uh, you're you're probably not going to be shocked by this. Uh, I, I think this team, um, for whatever reason, has flew under the radar this year um, statewide, like as far as people talking about. I think this Reedy team is really good. I like their size. I like their versatility. Um, so I'm going to take Reedy to win this district, and I'm just going to throw the spoiler out there right now. I'm going to have Reedy at the state. Yeah, so will I. So nothing nothing different there. Yeah, uh, I think that district final is going to be a lot of fun. Sure will be. Because, um, man, if Dalen plays like he did in that city title game, nobody in the region is going to beat him. Yeah. Dalen's got to do that every game, because if Dalen doesn't bring it, Afrocentric can't yeah, it, it's I I love coach coach uh, 
Mike Bates over at Afrocentric. It's really hard to pick against him. He's such a good guy. Uh, he's been doing this for a long time and he's had a lot of good teams at Afrocentric. And I was so happy that he was able to cut the nets down for that. It's so hard. Uh, you know, as a since, Division three school. Yeah, since he's been at Afrocentric, it's you know, there's so many good teams that have um, just kind of ruled the city league since he's been there, and, and he finally knocked that. And he didn't get the shot last year. Yeah, he didn't get the shot last year. He finally knocks that wall down. So um, awesome job with for those guys, and 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 just he's been doing this at a high level for a long time. Um, Region twelve. Uh, Kettering, when I went through this, Mike, like, I mean, this is brutal. Uh, Southwest, so these are all Southwest districts. So Southwest it's down. One, I don't think it's as down as you think. Okay, uh, give get, get me get me thinking positive here. Um, South, well, we don't have to preview the first district. Southwest one. I'm all in on Versailles. Uh, at yep, we already and, knew that. At twenty and one, uh, only lost to New Bremen. Um, so, I mean, just to shout out, you got Georgetown at eighteen and three, Gamble Montessori at seventeen and two, Miami East, fifteen and six, Purcell Marion eight and fourteen. Um, give me a Versailles though. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of their kids won a state title in football. Also going to pick them to win a district in basketball. Uh, Southwest three, uh, interesting. You got Preble Shawnee uh, at seventeen and four, CHCA at seventeen and four, and then uh, Meadowdale at twelve and eight, and Madeira uh, is also in here as the eight seed. I'm going to just go out on a limb here. I'm going to take Meadowdale. I like that. I'm going to say CHCA, but I think that Meadowdale versus Preble Shawnee game um, is a pretty interesting district semi. Uh, Preble Shawnee led by Mason Shrout, one of the top sophomores in the state, already at 1,000 points, uh, which is pretty impressive. Uh, I definitely heard that Mason Shrout had 1,000 points after I released my 2024 rankings on Prep Hoops Ohio. <laughs> I already knew that. All right, so moving down um, oh. Southwest Fort, uh, I'm not a big fan. Okay. I'm not a big fan of this district here. You got Summit Country Day, the Fighting Corey Albertsons at 15 and 5. Yes, sir. You got Springfield Shawnee at 13 and 7. You got Cincinnati Marymount at 14 and 8. Um, Anna is in here, and then Greenan at 15 and 7 is in here as well. I'm going to go with Springfield Shawnee to win this district. Yeah, that's the right pick. Zion Crow, um, very underrated junior, uh, plays for Dayton Elite. Um, He's a kid to watch out for. Uh, I think Anna is severely underseeded. Severely. Yeah. Yeah, they they have a very talented player of their own for the Rockets. He's a shooter, right? Yeah, Fink Bain, I think is his last name. Um, the last district, Southwest Two, uh, Dayton Christian at seventeen and four. 
Uh, I've got some friends that their kid is the starting point guard there. Uh, so just wanted to shout those guys out. They've had a great season. Um, Taft at 11 and 8, obviously the most talented team in this district. And then Indian Lake is also in here, but uh, I think Taft is going to roll in this district. The good thing about Taft is they won't have to win a close game in this district to win the district. So they'll win it. So you're going to go um, with the Senators as well? Yeah, they've uh, I mad respect to the schedule that Taft plays. Um, just they got one decent win all year. Um, but they were beating Pickerington Central. Correct. At the start of the fourth quarter. And it wasn't because Pick Central wasn't playing well. I can tell you that. So their ceiling is higher than anybody in Division Three. However, they've only played like that twice all year. So we'll see. The other time they played like that was at Western Hills, uh, where they won by 15. And Western Hills had a very solid season and is a Division One school. So we'll see. We'll see what they got. They made it to the Final Four last year without yep. Mikai Elmore. Yep. I think they can do it again. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm definitely with you there. Them versus Versailles will be an interesting clash of styles if you get it in a regional final. Yep. Uh, that <coughs> style uh, Taft has had trouble with uh, over the years, um, but I, I do think they're going to be the team to advance, but we can see where that is a little bit down the road here. All right, moving on to our final division, Division 4, Region 13, the Canton District, or the Canton Regional. Um Man, I feel bad um, up here in this region, uh, or in this district, the Norton District. So you've got the one seed, Richmond Heights, um, who is coming off of a win over Lakewood St. Ed's without JoJo Harris uh, playing in that game. And then in the bottom, you've got Dalton at 18-4, and four, losses to Menor, Hoban, Norwayne, and recently to Cleveland Roads. Um, they obviously have a very talented player in their own right, and Jalen Wanger, his brother, is also pretty solid as well. Um, these are guys that have been playing a long time as well. You also got my man, Babe Kwasniak, in here oh with a 21-1 cornerstone Christian. Um, you know, I think, you know, when you look at it, cornerstone uh, not playing quite the schedule they did uh, when Mike Bothwell was there. Uh, Understatement in, of in, the in those guys, but one thing is, is like when you when you go down and when you when you regress like they did after the state run, um, you can't continue to play that type of schedule when the talent is not there because you've got to build some confidence and build wins. And I think Coach Quas did a great job of doing that because he's playing several young kids this year, including his son, um, who they call Turtle Quinn. Um, but to me, this is a Richmond Heights-Dalton district final all day long, um, and it'd just be really hard to pick against Richmond Heights. Yeah, it is. Um, I think Dalton's a top five team in the state for Easy. Division Four. Easy. 
I just can't pick them to beat Richmond Heights. They they beat Eds without Josiah Harris. Like yeah. what? It might finally be coming together for them. Like this might be the year that they they win it all. We'll see. Um, there's a happy medium between playing the schedule that they played with with Bothwell and the schedule that Cornerstone Christian played this year. They didn't come close to that though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the thing is, is like. With scheduling, you never know like how far out these schedules were made. Um, obviously, last this time this time last year, I'm listening to Coach Quaz call games <laughs> on uh, you know on live streams um, to think that he'd be back at, at Cornerstone coaching again uh, is interesting. And uh, you know, I I love that he's back in the game. Uh, he is a, a character. He's unique. He is. Uh, He's one of the guys that, that, you know, says what he thinks, and, and that's very rare uh, in today's game. But uh, I do think Richmond Heights is the team here. Willard District, two-seed Lucas. Talk about a team that has, you know, done a lot of winning uh, over the last three, four years, Lucas, uh, in football and basketball. And then the team I really like is Castilla Margarita, um, 12 straight wins. This is a team um, that has been put together over the last four years. These seniors have been playing for a long time. Um, and then you have South Central in there as well as the three seed in Monroeville, uh, who has a really talented player as well. But the Polar Bears of Margarita, is, are, they are red hot right now. Um, and I'm going to take them to win this district. Jake Leibacher, uh is a very, very good player. Yeah, I'm also going to take uh, Margareta. I actually watched them uh, first game of the season um, last year. Uh, I remember the that. Year. I remember that. Western Reserve. Yeah. Um, really underrated game. You know, I saw Rollins, Sinistrata, um, Leibacher. It was, a, it was a fun atmosphere. Leibacher's had a great year. All right, so the Orwell, Orwell District. Um You've got Warren JFK at five, who was a regional participant last year. I think they were in the regional final, actually. Um, or at least regional semi. I know they were in the regional. You got Vienna Matthews um, with one T uh, as the one seed. You also have Wellsville and Bristol. Bristol not quite where they have been over the last few years. Um, Matthews has had a great season. Uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to take a sleeper. I'm going to go Warren JFK. Uh, I'll go with the one seed, Matthews. All right. The Struthers District, uh, this is a really hard one. Uh, you got the two seed, Lowellville. You got four seed, St. Thomas Aquinas. And then three seed, Heartland Christian. I'm going to go with Lowellville. They're the only team to beat Campbell Memorial this year. Give me Lowellville to advance to the district or to the regional. I agree. That's a, a very impressive win for a Division Four school. All right, fourteen. Uh, the Kurt Stubbs region, region fourteen, Bowling Green. Um, the Elida district. You got Convoy Crestview as the one seed. You've got Columbus Grove last year's state runner-up. Uh, obviously, uh, that team looks a lot different this year. They're the two seed. Um, Leipzig at or Leipzig at three. Um, 
their stud has had quite the year. I think his name is Mason, is it Mason Brandt. Yep. Um, then you've got some interesting teams. You've got the Blanchard Valley Conference. Uh, you've got Pandora Gilboa. You've got Patrick Henry, Ottoville, Kaleida, and then Delphi St. John's out of the MAC. This is a really hard, uh, you know, Convoy got the one. They're obviously not what they, what they have been. Um, I am going to go with the three seed Lepsic to advance. Ooh, I thought I was going to go on a limb uh, with, uh, is it Lepsic or Leipzig? I asked somebody that on a podcast over the summer and I cannot remember. So I apologize. I think it's Leipzig. Okay. Um, but since you went with, you stole my thunder with the upset pick, I'm going to go with Convoy Crestview. All right. Uh, I don't. I think that this that district is wide open. Um, a lot of those teams are pretty familiar with each other too. Um, Finley district. Uh, to me, this is pretty interesting too because you have Tiffin Calvert, who's twenty two and zero, uh, and you know as well as I do when you come into the tournament and undefeated, um, that's tough because everybody wants to be that team to put the one in the right hand column, and. The problem in this district for Calvert is, is Old Fort is in there. And Calvert has already beat Old Fort twice in regular season, but Old Fort is not by any means a bad team. They are 18-4. and four. Um, So I would say, and then you also got Hopewell, Loudon, Carey, Mohawk, and New Regal in there. Um, I'm going to go, you know, I really like this Calvert team. Uh, but it's really hard to beat a good team three times. Uh, I'm going to go with Old Fort to win this district. Wow. Um, yeah, I think Tiffin Calvert's playing ridiculous basketball right now. No way I'm picking against them. All right. Uh, I do like Colin Nutter, though, yeah. um, for Old Fort. Another one of the better... Uh, available big men in the 2022 class. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Uh, the next district would be the Defiance district. Hang on one second. I'm going to pause the video real quick. I got to use. All right. So, the Defiance district, uh, we've got Antwerp at 21 and 1. We've got Ayersville at 16 and 5. We got Lionel Armstead's Emmanuel Christian team, who is kind of, uh, and, and, you know, with the young guy, it's, it's typical. They've struggled a little bit down the stretch, lost uh, some games. Like they lost to Mommy Valley Christian. Uh, yeah, because he hasn't played. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've struggled down the stretch. Toledo Christian is also in this region. To me, this is. All right, so we were talking about uh, Antwerp before my. Computer started malfunctioning. Um, I think Antwerp has been on the doorstep the last two years, uh, and this team is ready to go now. Um, these guys have been playing for a long time. Um, they've got the stud. Uh, you've got you got two really really good co-stars to this team. Um, give me twenty-one and one Antwerp to make the regional. Yeah, with Easter banged up, um, this seems uh, like an Antwerp district title. Uh, really like Landers, really like the way they play. Um, yeah, they should be advancing. All right. 
the to me the the most difficult district is the Wapakoneta district because this is basically like the MAC plus uh, a couple of other teams. <clears throat> you got the one seed New Bremen, the two seed Spencerville out of the Northwest Conference. They had the best record in school history. Uh, Spencerville did at 19 and three. You also have four seeded Marion Local, eight seeded St. Henry, uh, seven seeded Ridgemont, third seeded Lima Perry, four seeded Upper Scioto Valley, and six seed uh, Dangerous Fort Recovery team. Um, I really like New Bremen. Um, you know, they, they had a really good season last year as well. Um, but man, it's hard to be, it's hard to be the favorite, um, coming out of the Mac when all these teams play these close games. I'm going to go a little bit out of on a limb here and I am going to take Marion local to win this district. Very stubs pick. I'm gonna go with uh, the one seed though. Yeah, I mean that. I love that team. <clears throat> I just feel like these these teams in the MAC play these close games and having to beat them again. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with Marion Local. You're gonna go with New Bremen. I think both are good picks, and it may be somebody else uh, that wins that district. All right, uh, Region 15, two regions left we got Athens uh, which is region 15 we got the Columbus one district we've got Grandview Heights um, as the one seed and we've got uh, Newark Catholic as the two seed in here um, I think those are the two teams that we're looking at uh, Newark Catholic has the best player in this district I actually saw Newark Catholic play Sheridan this year um, so did I. Oh, yeah. That, I am going to go with Newark Catholic to win this district. I agree. Green wave all the way. All right. The East District, um, typically I don't get uh, like too upset about anything like as far as these go, but th they seem to have a lot more good teams, and only one team is going to come out of there. You've got River as the one seed. You've got Highland as the two seed. Um, and then you have several really good teams uh, that could come out as well. You got Malvern, Strasburg, Tusky CC, Caldwell, Monroe Central, and a red hot Shady Side team right now. River and Highland, I think, are both equipped to win in the tournament with the defensive style of play. Um, Highland's got a real nice sophomore in Sammy Detweiler, um, and, in, and Highland definitely has the pedigree under Mark Schleyball. Um, I think Highland is going to beat River uh, to win this district. Yeah, you know, uh, would you pick River, Highland, and Malvern to win the Division Three East District? Uh, yes. That probably hardly ever happens. Yeah. Uh, where you got three D4 schools better than the D3 schools. Um, I think D4 in the East and Southeast District is really, really good this year. Um I'm going to lean, I'm going to lean Malvern. Okay. But yeah, this is a really good district. And I also think the Southeast districts are very good as well. All right. So the Southeast two, we got the two seed Lucasville Valley, three seed Sims Valley, 
Seven seed South Webster, six seed Leesburg, Leesburg Fairfield. Um, I am going to take Lucasville Valley uh, to advance out of here as the two seed. Yeah, they, they just got a more complete team than South Webster. South Webster got Eli Roberts, uh, probably the best long-term prospect in the Southeast District. Um, both of these schools play in uh, SOC. All right, so you're going to go with Lucasville Valley in Southeast District 2. Yep. All right. Southeast District 1 uh, could have a rematch of Trimble and Federal Hawking. I think these two teams split. They played like within a week. Um, I'll yeah, take... their first game was canceled or pushed back to the end of the season because Bedhawk had COVID issues at the time. I will take Trimble to advance out of here this time. Howie uh, Caldwell and the boys. Bedhawk has a transfer from West Muskingum. Uh, who's only eligible for the second half of the season, named Andre Crockwell. Uh, he scored 20-plus points in both games against the Tomcats, including a half-court game winner and the Tomcats' unbeaten season. I think that caused Fedhawk to be under-seeded um, because they didn't have him for the first half of the year. I think Fedhawk would have been the three-seed if they had him the whole season. So I am going to pick them over Western. Um, but Western's only lost twice all year. They're a very good team. Um, by All right, so Mike is going to take... Uh... All right, so our last region here, um, Southwest 3, I am going to take Jackson Center to win that region. I agree. Um, should be a good district plan between them and Springfield Catholic Central. Um, Southwest 2, I am going to take the defending state champ, Botkins, uh, but I do think this Rushi team uh, with no seniors on it is very much a dark horse here, but I'm going to take Botkins. I was going to talk about Rusha as a sleeper, only because I like saying the name of the school, um, but also they've been pretty impressive this year um, playing in a tough conference, but yeah, you're not going to pick against Botkins uh, in the district. The Columbus 2 district, um, I am going to go with Columbus Tree of Life to win this district. Um, wow. This district is something. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Fighting Jake Spiegels. <laughs> oh, gross city, gross Christian. city Christian. Oh, shout out, Spiegs. Uh, Southwest 1, the last region or district in the state, give me the Tri-Village tri Patriots to win the district, and I think they are one of the teams that could knock off Richmond Heights. Uh, I think the district semifinal at the bottom half between CCPA and Fayetteville Perry is a pretty underrated game. Fayetteville Perry, uh, led by Jaden Bradshaw Sr., well, uh, uh, a pretty athletic wing, six foot four. Uh, has got some scholarship looks. CCPA, led by sophomore Jabari Covington, um, who was named player of the league in that division of the conference. Uh, I think Tri-Village handles both those teams, but could be a fun game to watch. All right, rapid fire. I got a couple of questions, and then we're going to get out of here. So Centerville or the field? The Elks. I did not have the Elks against the field in January, but with the way they played at the end of the year, I've changed my mind. Richmond Heights or the field? 
again a week ago I was going to take the field after watching them beat Eds. I'm still going to take the field, but mm, I don't know. You're going with the field in Division Four. Yeah. Uh, who is your breakout player of this tournament? Breakout player this tournament. Um, it's a really good question. Uh, could go in Division One, and I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say Tyler McKinley leading his team to a district title really announces himself as the best sophomore in the state. The Walnut Hills sophomore. Uh, and then who to you when the dust settles is the guy that we are marveling over, the best player in this entire tournament? <sighs> you know, uh, I don't know if he's going to be the best player in the entire tournament. But I wonder if we look back and talk about Rich Rolfe's performance. Because it seems like in every big game that Centerville's played, he's really shown up. Um, I think Sincere Harris might be better, but his level of competition is going to be a lot lower. So, yeah, I'll take Rolfe as the answer to that question. And where can people follow the Mike Roth? On Twitter, at Mike Roth OU, uh, also at Prep Hoops Ohio, uh, or it might be Prep Hoops OH, um, and also online, Prep Hoops Ohio. Um, we'll be posting playoff previews, recaps from playoff games, um, hitting up my 98th and 99th game of this season tonight. Make sure you guys follow Mike Roth. Uh, you're not going to get more statewide coverage than Prep Hoops Ohio and Mike Roth, one of the leading sources in Ohio high school basketball. Mike, I appreciate you doing this, man, and uh, safe travels tonight to Canton. Of course, Stubbs. Home uh, of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. All right, man. Have a good one. Take care.